0: How can we improve our ability to adapt, to change, to, as Bruce Lee's book would say, be like water, flow, you know, just go with the flow. Just whatever happens, you can, okay, I'm going to change. This might not be exactly where I want it to be, but I can find a new path. I can continue forward. I can change my direction, but still go to where I want to go. I might just have to bend around a corner. So we have an incredible ability to grow, to change, and to be adaptive. But so many people get stuck in this routine and they're like, ah, change is horrible. I am this and I wanna stay like this forever. How are you meant to grow if you're not willing to change, if you're not willing to adapt, right? And this is why the fourth pillar is probably one of the most important in my mind. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Jake and you are listening to The Success Shift a show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth takes center stage. Have you ever felt stuck? Like you're doing all the work, but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on, or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Success Shift. My name is Jake, and hopefully here on Friday we can shift your perspective, change your mind a little bit, and give you a different outlook on uh, some of the things that we may be struggling with i like to get into the minds of um, most of us here and try and open up some of the thought patterns um so that we can move further forward in our progress to success and often relate a lot of that back to trading as this is where the basis of my drive and passion comes from um today we have had a great family day we've been out and about running some errands getting some um Good outdoor activities in in the cold. It's actually raining a little bit, and I don't know something about me really likes the rain. I think I, I'm born in June, but in Australia, that's a winter baby. And even though our winters are pretty uh, pathetic compared to the ones in Europe. Something about the rain and and the electric and electricity in the air, and I think the the clouds and thunderstorms and stuff like that. I just I really love it, and it gives me a bit of extra energy. So I liked being out today, even though it was a bit cold. It was still nice. Right this week what have we been talking about we have been talking a little bit about um the fixed and growth mindset on Tuesday and then yesterday we went through some of that because the week before we've been talking a lot about self sabotage and our self narrative and um how we the story we tell about ourselves to ourselves how we talk to ourselves you know our affirmations the things we say about ourselves on the daily and I want to get into that a little bit um and touch on a few of the intelligences that we have and a little bit about procrastination if we've got any procrastinators but today going into gratitude I'm very grateful for the ability to travel I'm very grateful to have the opportunity to have lived in so many different cultures I think I've lived I lived so more than about five months in six different countries now I think and it really does open your mind up um, to accepting of other people a lot of social differences a lot of cultural differences and It really helps with a lot of my growth. So I'm very grateful to have that opportunity to have been um, so, I guess, exposed to so much difference. Now, yesterday I was going through those three questions, which I put to the group, and I would love for anyone who would like to share that today. So chuck in the chat some of your gratitude, um, but also maybe chuck into the chat if you're willing to share maybe some of the answers that you had to those questions for us to go through. Because if we have some people willing to do that, then maybe we can share a bit of that. Otherwise I'll go through some of the stuff that I mentioned earlier. So for now, um, chuck your gratitude in. We'll go over a bit of that and then we'll get started on some of the stuff that I had for today. Grateful for my exercise. Grateful my exercise is over and I'm having coffee with you and grateful it's Friday. Yeah, I haven't done my exercise today. I've been a bit slack on it. Got out of the house, had a bit of a sleep in. So it's something that's just lingering over my head to do this afternoon um so I'll, I'll be getting into that soon I'm grateful to be able to go back home to spend time with my family after being away for work yeah it can always be nice family reunions I'm very much looking forward to my next family reunion mum's coming in a in a month actually less than a month now which I cannot wait I love my mum she'll be back in Germany so I'm very excited for that very grateful for that um grateful for the weekend plans coming up with family and friends love it yeah nothing nothing like socializing right um so there's no one here that wants to share with their three questions. That's completely fine. I do encourage everyone to go and delve into that a little bit more. So the three questions were, what is your biggest fear? What is your biggest um, drive and passions? And who is your biggest role model? Now I went through a lot of, I went through my three questions yesterday, even though we were running out a bit out of time, but there's a lot that you can, um, a lot that you can learn from this. And I'll, I did a bit more deep diving on mine, so I'll share a few more of the lessons, and that's sort of where I get into procrastination, and this lesson has come from me doing that self-dive a bit further, but that'll be the second half of what I talk about today, but without further ado, we shall get into it. I still have not gone through my questions. I will, though, as I gained so much insight from you sharing yours yesterday. I'm grateful for morning routine. Oh, man, I have been off and on with routine, so this morning was a gift. I'm also grateful for relationships. Can I share my three questions next week? Yes, yes, you can. That'd be great. If if you guys want to do that as well, if anyone else wants to go through, um go through and do those questions, answer them over the weekend, and maybe we can touch base on them and go through a little bit because I think giving examples. This is like when I did the seven levels deep exercise with a few of you, actually going through the process with someone, A helps them, but B helps people listening to figure out how they can do it and how they can self-evaluate, which is the whole goal of this entire show, is to be able to have those listening have the opportunity to self-evaluate self-learn and and obviously grow right let's move on to this concept of fixed mindset and growth mindset this is what we're talking about on tuesday um i think a lot of people have a fixed mindset and this comes down to the concepts of nature nurture i'm a true believer of the fact that we are 50 50 i think there's scientific proof saying that we're roughly 50 50 you know you are born a certain way and the environment in which you involve yourself in for the majority of your life is going to turn you out another certain way. I believe that you can learn absolutely anything. Um, I believe it's Tom Bilyeu who says you can get a hundred times better at absolutely anything. However, our natural circumstances are going to withhold that. So for example, I love basketball, but I'm five foot 10. I played really hard. I trained really hard. I got to a good level, but I'm never going to make it to the NBA. I'm just not six foot and I can't dunk a ball. So as much as I would like to get better, I have a certain limitation of where I can get based on my natural you know, my size, my height, everything like that, my my genes, my my muscles, mass, all that sort of stuff. Doesn't mean I can't get better, just doesn't mean I can get to the top, okay? And also, I probably wouldn't make a jockey, a very good jockey, because even though I'm 5'10", I'm a little bit stocky, have a little bit of extra weight. So I could probably lose a bunch of weight and get good at it, but I'm not going to be the best, right? So we have to work to our skills, but we do have the ability to grow and develop in any single area that we choose. This is my belief. If we put the effort in, Right. And this is the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. And I would like to implore everyone to look at the situations where you're struggling and decide are you putting a fixed mindset or a growth mindset onto whatever it is that you're looking at? So, okay, this is hard. Oh, I'm never going to be good at this. What are the words you're saying to yourself? What are the, what's the self narrative? How is the, what affirmations are you using when you're going through a challenge? I believe it was in the book um be like water this the book from bruce lee i just started reading it um about bruce lee it's not from him and what was the quote that he used we all grow through frustrated challenges i believe it was and so growth comes from those challenges where we like really get frustrated where we really struggle where we really find ourselves just like oh why can't i get this those challenges those struggles that is where we really grow and i like to relate it to Back to the muscles of you know, this metaphor that I've done many times. When we go to the gym, what do we do? We lift weights until we break the fibers and our arms literally can't lift the weights anymore. We we go to the exhaustion, we go to breaking point. And then what does what happens? Our body, the marvelous thing it does, it reconnects those fibers, it grows them back stronger, it grows them back even better. We need to do the same with our mind. Okay. So we push ourselves to a point where like, I just can't figure this out. Like my brain feels like it's melting, I'm exhausted, I just can't get it. We go rest, we come back, we take lessons we've learned, we get more information, we can do it again. And over time, what happens? Our mind grows, our mind, our growth mindset expands, we leave our comfort zone, we get into that um, fear zone. And then once we start getting past that fear zone, we get into the growth zone, right? Uh, Deanna, when we're at the very start of this podcast, when Deanna was helping us out on Thursdays, she went through that chart. So it's all related and it all comes down to this idea that if you truly believe you can be good at anything then you can okay and I, what's the my one of my favorite quotes that stuck with me for ages and it's come from many different areas i couldn't tell you where it came from first i'm going to say the dalai lama said it at one point but basically whether you truly believe you can or you truly believe you can't you are correct okay and this this when i first heard this it just it got to me and i was like oh my god and I believe it's the basic idea through the book, Think and Grow Rich, if you haven't read that, I highly recommend it. But whether you truly believe and think that you can, or you truly believe and think that you can't, you're always going to be correct because it's that thought and that belief that you have about the thing you're doing that is going to be what makes you achieve or not achieve the thing that you're doing. Okay? So when we spoke about fixed and growth mindset, the phrasing that we used was um, fixed people people with fixed mindset believe that intelligence and talent is born people with growth mindset believe that intelligence and talent can be developed and grown right and I just wanted to when I was talking about it I I said at the time that there are four pillars of intelligence and this is what I kind of want to go through a little bit today before I get on to the idea of um, procrastination that I got from my further learning so you've heard me talk a lot about emotional intelligence um, in trading I believe it's extremely important I've done full episodes on emotional intelligence just because of how important I believe it is um, for a trader to have that ability to find self-awareness to control regulate and understand their own emotions to see how they respond and react in certain situations you know what are their on chart behaviors how do their emotions respond and create these behaviors or How can you regulate and withhold certain behaviours, right? So emotional intelligence is one of the pillars of intelligence that we were talking about um, in relation to this fixed and growth mindset. Now, obviously, intelligence as in your general IQ, this is something that surely people believe you can develop because that's almost the whole point of the schooling system is to take you through a systematic period of tests and um exams and assignments and all that sort of stuff and learning and lessons so that you can improve your intellect, your your intelligent quotient, right? So really the whole schooling system in my mind kind of portrays that this pillar of your intelligence has to be in a growth mindset because you can't just be born with general intelligence. Like you have to learn this thing. That's why you go to school. That's why you do the whole process. So we have your IQ, your EQ, which is your emotional intelligence, and then Two other aspects that I think kind of get neglected, especially the fourth one, I think are also really important. Now, social quotient, how you are in social environments. Do you have empathy? Can you understand other people? How do you relate to people? You know, some people that like go up to and you just find yourself talking your deepest, darkest secrets. Chuck some ones in the chat. If you've got one of those people that is always in the group, knows everything about everyone because you sit there and after a while, you're just telling them everything or you've you've found those people that you walk up to, you have a conversation and somehow within like 10 minutes, you're at this super deep level, right? You're drawn to them. Exactly. So when I was younger, people would always come up and I'd be like, "Like, can you stop telling me these things? Because I just love talking to people. And it wasn't for years later that I was told that I have a very high social quotient, which I thought was almost nothing. But obviously, the more I go down personal growth and development, I, I'm really grateful for that level and how I've been able to grow and expand that. And it does, you just end up figuring out that you can talk to people and ask the right questions and empathize and feel people's emotions. And I think I've said this before, but as I grow... I keep going further and further down this path of believing that I actually do might have like some level of ADHD, and this is a a, a talent. Maybe it's a um, skill that people with ADHD have is they can read under service level, they get people's emotions, their empathy, and stuff like that. So, social quotient is another key, key pillar of intelligence and how you can grow and expand in the world, in communications, in network. You know, we often hear how important networking is and communicate. And it's not the uh, it's not what you know, but who you know. I'm sure you've all heard that quote before. And this comes down to you know your social intelligence, how you can work your way up. Lots of CEOs and very high level successful people. They're not the smartest people in the building, but they do have the ability to connect with everyone, make friends with people who are more intelligent, delegate, and put people into positions where they're better off, and get basically get teams together and make them work and um, blow. I guess let's let's use that word. Okay, so social quotient is extremely important. And I believe this is something that you can grow and develop as well. Lots of people don't understand that. They just think, oh, I'm an introvert or I'm an extrovert or I'm socially awkward. Like, chuck some ones in the chat if you think you're an introvert. Two, if you're an extrovert. And three, maybe if you're socially awkward and you have no idea. Personally, I go through ebbs and flows. I'm like, one minute I don't want to see anybody and I'm hiding in the corner. The next minute I'm the loudest person at the party. Somehow I'm totally both. Yeah, that's one one and three. There you go. So all, right? So we've got to... An array of different responses here and i feel that i'm the same but my point here is that the social quotient can be developed just like everything else you can have a growth mindset to everything so if if you're the kind of person that is terrified of public speaking you could never see yourself on stage you don't want to talk to anyone when you go to parties you just want to be at home but you don't like that about yourself now if that's who you like and you love being that person great like that's fine but if you want to be different if you want to get out there if you want to let's say social media it's terrifying you don't want to do lives you don't want to get in front of the camera these are all skills that you can grow and develop and over time get shift your identity change the belief you have about it and then you can start to act and behave like the person who is comfortable in front of the camera who is confident who is loud who can present who can express ideas off the top of your head all these things One pillar of the intelligence, which I believe is super important, which you can expand and grow. Now, the last one, um, which I think is really, really important for anyone who wants to be successful, and honestly, I didn't even really know much about this one until probably only a month ago, maybe a little bit longer when I started researching into it a little bit more, but this is your adversity quotient. And I think you've heard me speak on this podcast before about how human beings we have this incredible ability for adaptation. You know, like a horse, when it I've used this example before, when it comes out, it's within a few. Now, if there's anyone who knows the exact stats, don't quote me on it, any of you vets out there, but basically within the in the first few hours, it's up on its feet, it's following its mum around, it knows how to be a horse. <laughs> it, it can graze, it can, you know, stumble around and it can do what horses do. But humans within the, for the first two three months they can't we can't even hold our own head up let alone talk walk eat for ourselves fend for ourselves you know all those things that nature like animals can do but why is this because we have the ability we've we've, we're not the strongest we're not the fastest um but we do have the ability to grow and adapt to our environment we have this incredible ability to grow and not only that but we grow from previous people we get information handed down from you know ancestors and from grandparents and etc so the human race has become the apex why because we've been able to adapt to every situation that we get put in now if we take this as a species it's incredible but why can't we take this as an individual concept right how can we improve our ability to adapt to change, to, as Bruce Lee's book would say, be like water, flow, you know, just go with the flow, just whatever happens, you can, okay, I'm going to change, this might not be exactly where I want it to be, but I can find a new path, I can continue forward, I can change my direction, but still go to where I want to go, I might just have to bend around a corner, so we have an incredible ability to grow, to change, and to be adaptive. But so many people get stuck in this routine and they're like, ah, change is horrible. I am this and I want to stay like this forever. How are you meant to grow if you're not willing to change, if you're not willing to adapt, right? And this is why the fourth pillar is probably one of the most important in my mind, but so many people ignore it. So many people reject it. So many people don't want it. I mean, I live in Germany and so many people here, it blows my mind how many people are like, nothing should change. I want it to be the same all the time forever. And it's just, it, it's just not going to work. Life can't be made that way. So we could take this idea of having a growth mindset for our adversity and our adaptability and how much we can endure and change and go through and realize that we are pretty much capable of anything. If You know and i'm using this quote because i'm just listening to the audiobook right now but if we are like water if we adapt if we flow if we have that adversity if we can overcome these challenges if we can keep pushing through if we can i guess just have that mindset of like doesn't matter what comes my way i'm still gonna make it okay and those who are at the peak of success those ceos those people right at the top they're generally pretty smart intelligence wise they've got a good emotional intelligence they can understand that people's they can regulate their emotions, they can really understand people and direct and delegate and put people in a team. And any challenges that come their way, any adversity, they just go straight through, they just deal with it, they find a way. Okay. And this is what makes really intelligent people. This is what people who've got the growth mindset, have got an understanding of these four pillars, and they work through each individual one, and they just keep going until they get to where they want to get to. So you don't have to be the top of anything. But if you have an understanding of these four pillars of intelligence and you work on all of them with an understanding that you can grow to any level and get better at any of these things, then once we combine them all, you become kind of unstoppable, right? If you have this mindset of like, I can grow any of these pillars of intelligence and put them all together and keep going until I get to the place I want to go, then... I don't know. I get that. I just find it very powerful to understand these concepts and be able to look at each section individually. Let's just say that. Okay. I hope that made sense. Um, It was a real big eye opener for me. This is why I wanted to share this message and lesson to you. So I hope that uh, put some ones in the chat. If you understand that, and I didn't go off too much on a rant, (laughs) Um, but yeah. So just wanted to clarify that not only do we have to have a growth mindset, towards things, but we have to have it in certain areas and we have to be able to implement, um, you know, all four pillars, okay? I'm practicing the pause and now adding go with the flow. Nice, nice. All right, Uh, the last thing I wanted to try and get onto because I figured this, I would be short even though I went a bit longer on that, um, is procrastination. Put some ones in the chat if you procrastinate Um, and put some twos if you procrastinate like hell (laughs) and you're an expert at it. Because I have always had an issue shall i say with procrastination and i'm going to use the word issue now but that will hopefully change or it will change as i explain um what i've learned in the past and as i went through this my three questions and i realized that i had a fear of failure and i wanted to i want to put this into a slightly different context where you we have a fear of failure for short term and a fear of failure for long term and some of us can actually Overcome that fear of failure fa- failure, on the short term. However, the fear of failure for long term goals is still there, which is a really weird concept to me. Right. And so I don't mind failing. I can fail 101 times. I can fall over, fa- land on my face, get back up, not a problem. But the overall goal and projects, these bigger ideals, these long term objectives, those are the scarier ones. Those are the ones that it's like, okay, yeah, I can make 101 mistakes but will I actually achieve the, the final goal and this idea of fear of short-term and fear of long-term goals where you can overcome the short term and make 101 mistakes and it's like yeah it's okay this is just me failing forward but will i actually get to the bigger goal will i actually achieve the final thing that i have in mind and this is where shifting from goal oriented success to um to falling in love with the procedure is super important because when we have that goal oriented success then we can fear that. And that's when we have this self-sabotage comes from. And this is where we start to, um, I think, overthink and start to protect ourselves because we can deal with the small failures, but dealing with the big failure, that's a, that's a whole nother ball game, okay? And when I was talking about my fear of failure and what I learned from that, it's about your self-worth. And this is what I said just, just before, that my self-worth clearly comes, and this is what we spoke about in the Chimp Paradox, from my achievements from what I actually complete it's a subconscious paradigm that I must have had from young childhood but understanding myself to this deeper level I realized that I have this fear of being unsuccessful in the bigger term and so therefore my self-worth is obviously goal-oriented and this is something that comes from I like I said I don't know where some childhood trauma which I can't think of because I, I feel like I had a great childhood but How do we learn from this? How do we grow from it? And how can we relate it to other areas of our life? And I was reading up about procrastination, and one article and one TED talk actually that I was listening to discussed the concept of procrastination being a protective mechanism. It's an ego defense mechanism where lots of people who are actually very confident and have achieved high levels in their past use procrastination as a tool to protect themselves through fear of not achieving the same as they know they can. So if you have done something great in your life, if you have achieved stuff, if you are quite intellectual, if you are proud of your past, because lots of the time we think of procrastination on the concept of like, oh, I'm lazy, or I don't know what to do. I don't have the clarity. I don't want to X, Y, Z because I don't know, I'm lazy or I'm self-sabotaging, but it can be looked in the other way where you're so driven and focused on something, but you are terrified that you won't perform like you have in the past. And so the ability to achieve at high level is great, but sometimes we get so scared that, oh, I know I've done great, but what if I don't do that again? Does that mean I'm less than I was before? Does that mean I'm different? Does that mean I'm getting older and not as good? Does that mean that maybe the ideology and success that I hold in my head is false because I can't achieve something similar again. And so what do we do? We procrastinate. And then we have excuses. Like the perfect example, you, you go to the exam room just before your exam comes in and everyone's saying, oh yeah, like my computer crashed and I didn't have time or oh I don't only had three hours to study. Like bullshit you've had the whole semester to study. But you procrastinate, procrastinate, procrastinate and now you've got this excuse of finite time. Because that is going to release your ego. Like oh, I would have got the good mark that I know I'm capable of. However, because of all these things that happened to me before, that is why I did not get the thing that I'm achieving. And so procrastination comes from a protection mechanism where we're like, I know that I've achieved really well before, and if I allow myself all this time to work on it at my full potential, and I still don't get that level of success that I think that I can get then I'm going to perceive myself as a failure. I'm going to see myself as not worthy. I'm going to perceive myself as less good as I already can see in my previous past. So we're living in the past about our previous successes in which turn, in, in turn, we are living fearfully and not allowing ourselves to achieve our full potential, which is kind of counterproductive and kind of ironic because we're so scared that we won't achieve the potential that we had in the past and so we procrastinate and we do all these things to give ourselves excuses whereas if we just fucking did the work we'd probably outperform the previous self we had now it's a realization and it's an understanding that i had about myself do i have a solution to this no knowing it and realizing that all the lame ass excuses that you use for procrastination and you can have so many valid things for procrastination like oh i got to check my emails i got to walk my dog i got to do my exercise i've Got to make sure that there's food on the table for the child. Like, I'm like all these things are legitimate excuses. Like, they are fine to have. But the problem is, where does your priority lie? And we spoke about this. We spoke about time management before. And really, it's priorities. Truth be told, if I really fucking want something, I'm going to run to the shop. I'm going to get something very quickly to make, put it on the food, and then give myself the time of the day to do the things I need to do to get my business or my success. But we don't. We have legitimate excuses. We do the busy work and not the determined work. And so therefore we procrastinate giving ourselves excuses as to why we couldn't perform at a hundred percent and validate the fact that, Oh, well I didn't achieve to this level that I know that I can because I had X, Y, Z to do. So procrastination can also be looked at from a completely different perspective of not that I'm lazy, not that I don't know what to do, but I'm so confident in protecting myself of the previous past successes that I've had that I need justification as to why I cannot do these things right now. I need justification as to why I can't perform at my best. I need some excuse so that I'm able to not take full responsibility of any potential failure that I might have. And remember, fear is just, um, what is it? False emotions appearing, false events appearing realistic, right? So it's in your head. It's you seeing something else playing out that's not even true. So you're forecasting something that's not even real and this is creating that fear. And so what do we do? We procrastinate by saying, well, you know, if I didn't have that one thing, I actually would have done better, but I did. So, you know, I have an excuse now. All right. So I want you to revisit how you see procrastination. And next time you see yourself procrastinating, clicking through your phone, checking your emails, go, is this really necessary? Or am I just doing busy work? Am I giving myself an excuse because I'm scared of my big term failure? Or do I really need to be doing this right now? And sometimes you will need to be doing it, but you can do it and then do it in a much faster way and get straight back to the things that you need to be doing. It's all about that prioritization. What is it that you really want to achieve? Where are your major goals lying? And are you doing the things you need to do to get there? Okay, I hope that made sense. It was a bit of an eye opener for me. And I really want other people to shift their perspective on how they see procrastination because so many times we're like, I'm a professional procrastinator because I, but I'm lazy and I'm unorganized, but no, maybe you're just protecting your ego. Maybe it's an ego defense mechanism that you need to unravel some deeper subconscious thoughts towards. Okay. Right. Now it's Friday. We've had a great week. Let's go. It's been a very busy week on the charts with all the news and speeches. So I want to head over to the trading call now. Do your mindset, get yourself in the right mind frame, do your affirmations, read through your why. Look at your why if you've got it printed out in your journal, which you should. Um, And yeah, I hope you have a fantastic weekend and I'll be back to all the people listening on the podcast. I'll be back on Tuesday. But to you all, much love and we shall speak again soon. Bye.